consensus one, two, three, four invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Lockie Hume. Good morning, everybody. It's me, Tony Martin. It's the king of prizes, Ed Cavalier. Yeah. And it's Lockie Hume. Welcome back, Lockie. Oh, thanks, Tone. Thanks, Ed. Where were we two weeks ago? <laughs> Sitting right here. <laughs> Crapping on about movies. I thought maybe everyone would tune out and go over to another channel talking about football. <laughs> but but no, no. They just want more. No. So think of it this way. If you are a sports fan, it's like three buffheads talking about football for mm. an hour. But it's about movies. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lockie, let's just talk about you for a second. I know you hate Please, to do can that. We? Can we? Uh, <laughs> I've been on the internet. There's a lot of talk about you being one of the finalists to be the Joker. It's the... not a competition, mate. It's not, a, <laughs> it's not American. Can Idol. I SMS in for you? <laughs> yes. The Joker. In can the we new... give them the number on we had a vote? <laughs> the Batman movie. Is it really, is there something to this or is it internet generated nonsense? Well, it is in internet generated nonsense because um it's all over the internet uh <laughs> but yeah there's this there's not a lot i can really you talk can't about. really talk about this yeah. it, it seems um, if you go to the batman sites it's down to you and paul bettany yeah there's paul's getting a good run at it and uh, jude law's getting a bit of run but don't it. you think bettany's shot himself in the foot with a da vinci code i think so because i, first, I certainly hope he has because <laughs> he was dodgy villain in that harrison ford movie Firewall. nobody went to yeah. oh yeah he's a loony monk in da vinci <laughs> code which i know people love and are going to but you know the word doesn't seem to be very good yeah the my connection to the the Batman stuff sort of came about, I think, because I kind of resemble the Joker. Right, <laughs> you that, do which is um, yeah. it's basically how it started. I've got sort of the ugly mug that could pass for a Batman <laughs> villain, and um, it sort of just spiralled out of control from there. I, yeah, we, my managers in Los Angeles, and I have s tried to sort of track down the initial source of how all this yeah. began, and we've got some suspects uh, who I won't name on air, but. Right. Um, the Riddler, the egghead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So, but we've, we've, we have um, we've met with the producers and had a chat about things. The thing that's running against me, of course, is normally they cast really big movie stars <laughs> yeah, in these sure. really big movies. Yeah, but what I I'm not quite at that level. The way I understand it, though, is the Joker's only going to be in the new Batman movie for like about 20 minutes. It's so a lot of your big names don't want to do that. I can't comment on that. Can't comment on that. that. Well, good luck to you. Yeah, Thank good you. luck. Because yeah, I was... Look, I'll tell you what, if I do get it, I certainly won't be coming back on this <laughs> show. <laughs> well, I'll be in Hollywood anyway. riding around in limousines having sex with the teenage girl of my choice. Is that right? <laughs> That's what I'll be it's doing. It's you now. and Charlie Sheen. <laughs> How does that compare to anything in your prize pack, Egg Cavalier? Is there uh, an equivalent to that at yeah. the $2 shop, perhaps? <laughs> There's a boxing kangaroo <laughs> Ooh, I've only, if only this was a visual medium, Ed, that gag would work. Well, I hope you do get the role, and I was have to admit, I was fairly sceptical, and then uh, Mick Malloy threw me and you together for five weeks to do the DVD extras for his new film, and uh, some great work, and I'm looking forward to unveiling you on the public ah, yes. when the DVD comes out. You make a good Easter egg. <laughs> But, and the other thing is you are a genuine Batman fan because I've been to your house and mm. there was a, a glass cabinet full of Batman I've memorabilia, been, got which I'm assuming you haven't just bought since you no, were out for this No, but, but interestingly, no, I am a tremendous fan of, of Batman, so that's why all of this is even more surreal. But, I, I, no, I, and I do like collecting, I do like 
putting us, you know, Batman collectibles together, and it's great now because of all this speculation. They're all tax deductible. Oh, hey. really? They can claim everything on research. <laughs> so here's what he's done, uh, Ed. He's yeah. put on the Christopher Nolan. Batman oh, yes. Begins film. He's taking me through and he's freeze framing and then he's running to his cabinet and getting the actual comic book that that shot is copied oh, from. That's a bloke who's into Batman. That's right. So, it, Batman. so really, I think if I were to land the role of the Joker, mm. it's one for the kids, really, isn't it? Tone no, for the well, fans. Look, I uh, made uh, a Batman film myself when I was 14. Mm. It, was was it, called? Called, it was who called. Did you, who did you play? I, I was just the director barking out the orders uh -huh. to. Who played Batman? A friend of mine called Shane Ede who just wore a pair of underpants over his head <laughs> with eye holes cut in it. And the film was called Batman Again, which I think would be quite a good name. Yeah, for the, the sequel. The what, was the, what was the big crime? What, what, what happened? What went down? Who was uh, the villain? A guy was stealing um, stuff from the stationery cupboard in my school. Oh, yeah. That's, that's Batman's territory. I think his name was the bad guy. That, that, was, that was my idea for a big villain. You were really shooting for the stars, weren't you, Tone? And it, the only good bit was, you know, the, the walking up the wall shot. Oh, it, yeah. With the camera on the side. And I think we had the bad guys just running past you down the wall and, and dropping the money did sideways. You, did, you get a, did you get a cameo, though? Because traditionally on the Batman TV oh. series, like Sammy Davis Jr. would stick his head out the window. And I, I think I, I think my cameo, I was so incompetent at filmmaking that I was in almost every shot in a reflection <laughs> by mistake. But it did, as I've talked about many times before, it came third in the uh, school filmmaking competition on TV2 on New Zealand. It Not came third. Yeah, third. What got first and second? Uh, there was a, a really good film with a uh, guy on a skateboard. It was a sort of yeah, a beat that. homage no. to Leif Garrett's skateboard. <laughs> it's a it's a really it's an underappreciated genre, but quite frankly, when a when a good skateboarding flick comes along, <laughs> I smell Oscar. Gleaming the cube. Ah, uh, people are still talking gleaming the cube. Rad. <laughs> what came second? Uh, oh, it was like it was a film called White Water Summer <laughs> <laughs> with Kevin Bacon. Who came wow. second? And him? now that we've we've plugged White Water Summer, I want to send a big cheerio to my friend Richard Slinger. There you Sling. go. Well done, all. But, yeah, but I did come third and I had to go on TV and uh, get my prize, which was a $49.95 AGFA film splicer, which was immediately confiscated from the, by, the, <laughs> by the school because I'd wagged school for two weeks to make ah. the film. And uh, Richard Wilkins presented me with the prize. Richard Wilkins, he then? would show up at the opening of an envelope, wouldn't he? <laughs> well, it was his show, although he was called Richard Wilde for some reason <laughs> and mm. for tax purposes yeah. in those days. But, look, I've talked about that enough. Let's talk about real movies, and that'll be next on Get This. It's Tal Bachman. She's so high. The son of Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive. Here on Get This at Triple M. <laughs> Taking care of business. That's oh, it's true. For right. real. Uh, Lockie Humor's with us. It's our movie show. Here's a question for you guys. Mm. Uh, which movie has the most use of the F word in it? What do you reckon it I would. I said this to you earlier. I would have nominated... Scarface, Scarface, the Scarface remake. Nice Pacino. choice. Scarface is actually not even in the top ten. It's Ooh. well down the list with 218 F-words. Mm. What is the movie that has 560, Ed Cavalier? Oh, I don't know. Deer Hunter? Wrong. Ooh. Driving Miss Daisy. Really? <laughs> you wouldn't think so. I knew it. Yeah, I knew no, it. it's The Devil's Rejects. 
Oh, which right. was the Rob Zombie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was it the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses? Yes, it was. Yes, uh, I haven't seen either, thank God. But no. um, <laughs> It's a zombie fest. <laughs> Any news on the zombie shuffle, Ed? Yes, absolutely right. There is. Um, the, Brisbane has had their zombie shuffle already this year. Toronto has had one this year. Right. Uh, there's been one in San Francisco, and there will be more zombie shuffling coming to you in December in Melbourne and Sydney. Quick question, Ed. Yes. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> This is for real. People thought we made this up the other day. This is where people dress up as zombies, yep. right. dress up as the undead, get together, you know, in groups of one, two, three, or four, five hundred, and just stumble, shuffle. stagger, You're kidding. shuffle through, through the streets, through the streets, saying oh with a chant, God. "Going, what do we want? Brains. When do we want them? Brains." <laughs> I've actually got a book at home, which is the Zombie Survival Guide, and it's a how-to right. guide should there be an outbreak of zombieism yeah. and how to combat it. What is the preferred, the best mode of transportation? to be on if there is a zombie outbreak. Train. <laughs> no. Tone. Hang glider. No. Push bike. Really? Why? Because they can't... won't run out of fuel oh. and you can zip in and out between them. And Not zombies, bad. you know, I noticed they've, you know, they used to be really slow and lumbering. Yeah. Like more recent zombies now in they're, films. they're fast. They're real they fast. Now. But yeah. if you're taking part in the zombie shuffle, it's got to be the old. Shuffle. It's got to be the it's lumber. Yeah. And what sort of uh, placards are they holding up, Ed? Oh, Yesterday on the internet yeah, you were showing I, I was some... laughing hard at it, and now I've forgotten them all. I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> you know what I like about you, Ed? It's, it's the preparation you do. It's the professionalism you bring to this job. Oh, lucky. And you're just damn cute. <laughs> You've got it all, Cavalier. <laughs> He's got his own page on the internet where... What sort of things are people saying to you? Filth. Basically, yeah. like, it's a conversation between me and them. I've written my bit and they write their bit mm -hmm. in and I say hello. And then they just categorise their, you know, filthy desires. Sorry, I wasn't listening to what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, mate? Anyway, let's, can we get back to movies? That's what uh, I came here to Nil by mouth, number two for uh, swearing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Martin Scorsese's Casino comes yes. in at number three. Yes. I got uh, married in Las Vegas and the bloke who was uh, driving us to get married was Joe Pesci. It was, he knew Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh. Everyone who lives in Vegas has been in a Vegas movie. So this guy's going, you guys remember me in Casino? We're <laughs> <laughs> going, no. Not really, Mr. He's going, you remember the scene where uh, uh, De Niro's coming out, he's got a yellow jacket on? I do remember that. And then there's another scene, guy has his head in a vice. Yeah. Eye pops out. I'm in between those two. <laughs> I'm in the background of the lobby. <laughs> Everyone. Has been in a Vegas movie. Sorry, sir. I, I haven't been in a Vegas film. Oh, what else have we got on that list there? Uh, another day in paradise. Now it says Running Scared. Yeah, now, run, what version of Running Scared? That's not the old Running Scared. No, with, with the Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. Hines. I love that film. <laughs> That's man. Peter Himes movie. That is a, he's a good filmmaker. Capricorn one. one. There you go. Also, uh, cameraman on his own movies. Yes. Not done very often. Steven no. Soderbergh likes a bit of that. Yes, but right. does it under a pseudonym? Uh, Soderbergh. What is it? Yes. Oliver Stapleton. I think that's yeah. a real uh, DOP. I yeah. think he shot uh, Ned Kelly down Listen, here if we Listen, if we want your input, we'll ask for oh, it. Oh, so. here we go. It's trouble <laughs> on the movie panel Don't already. Interrupt. Don't interrupt. What, uh, it's swearing in movies. Uh, if you like a, a, a good swearing movie, Lockie, what do you like to rent? Oh, well, I'd go back to Scarface, which yeah. I don't have to rent. I own. Oh, yeah, there's a good two-disc edition of yes. that. Uh, here's a good uh, two-disc if you're looking for an investment on DVD for under 20 bucks. Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, oh, well, I've, the new version, the double-disc version. Fantastic. Got it. Wait, what's on the second right. disc? Nothing. Uh, it's actually a blank disc. Great. Yeah. To, to record uh, some stuff on it. It's a marketing concept. Yeah, it's yeah, I like it. But it, that is a fantastic movie. Still looking good. Yes. Wonderful film. There's a great, actually, on, on to answer your question, Ed, there's a wonderful... Um, interview with Sydney Lumet 
on the oh, yeah. second disc. Yeah. Just thought I'd mention that. And he talks about how uh, he did a bit of improvisation. Scene where uh, Pacino comes out of the bank mm. and, you know, there's been the shooting and the guys have jumped out oh, of the yes. bank. Yep. Told Charles Durning just to go him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, don't tell Pacino just when he comes out of the bank because normally Pacino's got the upper hand. He just says, attack him. He didn't tell him what to say. They ran three cameras and that whole scene is just one long yeah. take. And it's fantastic because Charles Dooning just attacks him. Yeah. He goes, what were you doing? What were you doing? Well, my favourite scene in Dog Day Afternoon is the, is the, is the famous scene, the phone call phone scene call, where great. he has to ring Chris Sarandon and then he has to ring his actual wife. <laughs> and Lamette talks about how they just did it on one camera Pacino rolled it, did both conversations, didn't say cut, just said do it again. And Pacino was so frustrated that that's where all that frustration comes out in the second take. And when he cries at the end, when he bursts into tears, it's because he looked at Lamette, who was sitting behind the camera, crying at the performance, how good it was. And Pacino, you actually see Pacino make eye contact with Lamette and burst into tears. And that's the take that made it into the film and it's one of the most brilliant brilliant pieces of acting I've it is a great life. movie and uh you know uh, i think the same thing happened on uh, britney spears crossroads every mm, time yeah. she looked up the director was crying yes yeah, <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably <laughs> is the rumor that i heard okay i think we're over time already that's what happens on these movie shows more in a moment on get this Danny, California, that's the Red Hot Chili Peppers here at Get This on Triple M. It's Thursday, that means the new podcast is up on the griddle. Right. How are we going against them tree friends? Oh, we're still keeping ahead of them. We're yeah. still behind Gervais, we're at number two. Fair enough. How uh, are you going to beat Ricky Gervais? We're not going to beat Ricky no. Gervais. He's got the secret weapon yeah. of Carl Pilkington. Oh, yeah. Now, who's, oh, who's Carl? What the hell are we you guys on be, about this? No, morning? what are we doing? We don't want to promote the opposition. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you can't top Carl Pilkington, nope. the legend of podcasting. Uh, but, yeah, the new one goes up around about midday, 40 Great. minutes, Ed. Great. We've been told to keep them down to two or three minutes. Yeah, because apparently if you do that, people will download them more and your ratings go up. Correct. Bam. That's how these other shows are doing it. Bam. Rather than put one big-ass, generous podcast Good. like a nice program would do, uh, mm-hmm. they put like 10 two-minuteers. Yeah. See, it's like buying 10 singles instead of one album. It's just annoying, singles, isn't it? Yeah. But then you get 10 votes for your show. Fair enough. You see? I'm on your side. That's what they're uh, Any Snatto? There's a little bit of Snatto Garrow, or you may know him as Santo Chilaro, but Snatto Garrow is our favourite misspelling <laughs> of him. There's a little bit of Mr. Hume here, Mr. Lockie Good. Hume. A uh, bit of our movie show. Look, let's not talk about the past. Right. What about the present? We've got movie talk to uh, get through. We do. Kate Blanchett is going to be playing Bob Dylan in a new film. Yes, but it's a concept film. Yeah, so it's a Todd s- Haynes job. Well, you've got Richard Gears also playing uh, Bob Dylan. So it's one of these ones where someone plays like palindromes, where yeah, someone palindromes. plays right. the same Precisely. part. And uh, but you've got Adam Sandler, I believe, playing yeah, Bob Dylan. And that's yeah, good. you know what? Years and years and years ago, this is just when he was still doing Saturday Night Live in the States. I used to say to friends, if they ever do a film about Bob Dylan, they should cast that guy. Adam Sandler. And now he's doing it. He is a dead ringer. So Bob Dylan would be a wacky golf caddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's who right. Who perhaps there, who has, has a watch to, that can make time go backwards. And has to go back to high school <laughs> in order to inherit his family's fortune. Yeah, and it's uh, women's panties that are blowing in the wind. <laughs> This will be the first panty raid seen in a Bob Dylan biopic. But that led me to the topic of bizarre performances. What's your favourite weird accent or bizarre performance well, in a I, film? I don't know about weird accent. I think the crappiest accent I've ever heard is Keanu Reeves or Keanu, as I prefer to call yes. it. Yes. Keanu Reeves in Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Oh, it's shocking. His attempt 
at a British accent <laughs> is so mind-boggling. Now, I did. I was in the Matrix sequels, yes. and did have an opportunity to, to meet. Oh, and of get, course, get you to know Keanu. And for for the Matrix films, we all had to. We had a dialect coach. Everybody, even the American actors, yeah. a woman called Suzanne Celeste, who was brilliant woman and we were sitting at lunch one day and we all we had a dialect coach we had to sort of learn to speak in a sort of flat vowel accent basically yeah. like Keanu does normally <laughs> right. and um, we were sitting at lunch and Keanu was rabbiting on to Suzanne about how much he loves doing accents because he's so good at Is them. that right? I wish we had a clip of him in <laughs> yeah. that Dracula yeah. but it's a lot of bloody and blooming <laughs> what the blooming heck you blinking well but doing it, you bloody vampires but it's in that, that Southern California you know that hey, yeah. hey man how are you yeah but you know the blooming things coming in here now <laughs> you know, there's a lot more than you've heard in Bram Stoker before well that's a wacky one but my favourite is What's your favourite? Steve Gutenberg <laughs> the goot the goot <laughs> The Burgermeister, G Man. In which one? In which one? Uh, in Don't Tell Her It's Me from 1990. Uh, now, you've seen this, haven't you, Lockie? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, it's one of those films that you'd, you'd always pass at the video library and think, you know what? I just really don't want to be seen picking up a Steve Gutenberg film. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? but it's Especially a, a star vehicle. I mean, a clearly oh. a project that was developed for Steve Gutenberg. He was once in a great movie, he was in Diner. With, Great uh, film, Kevin Barry Bacon. Levinson film. Fantastic movie. But so what happens in Don't Tell Her It's Me? He plays a fat bloke who's, um, well... <laughs> Great premise for comedy, recovering from Hodgkin's disease. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's got no hair. And he's in I'm just, no, I'm just laughing at the he's concept. Just, I just yes, so sure. Uh, but he's in love with Jamie Gertz from uh, The Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. And he decides, and then he recovers. And Jamie Gertz, interestingly, just in, played Gilda Radner in a Is that right? TV movie. There but you go. I digress. Continue. No. I, I don't want to interrupt the flow of Gutenberg. <laughs> this is pre that. Uh, he's decided what I'll do now is I'll grow a Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. Good idea. And I'll get a motorbike. Yep. Is this in the film or is this just Gutenberg now? This is in the movie. Oh, right, this is, right. He gets the full gear so and he's, he's trying to woo her. That's he's trying to woo okay, Jamie okay, Gertz okay. in his new, it's sort of a Serrano. So the title, don't uh, tell her it's, it's me. It's me because it's Gutenberg, but it's a new Gutenberg. It's the new improved mullet. Uh, he's from out of town. Oh, yeah. And see if you can guess what accent this is. Come on. Actually, no, I'll just wait right here if you don't mind. Oh, come on. This is a character. You like her. To tell the truth, I'm not much on characters. Solid citizens, the ordinary. Tax attorneys. Much more my cup of tea. <laughs> what do you if reckon? That, if that is Gutenberg butchering the great Australian accent, ah. I'm going to hunt him down like a dog. Uh, Australian? <laughs> Australian accent? Ha allow Shelley Long to explain. Lobo? Where did you say you're from? New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. I oh. always wanted to visit New Zealand. The Maoris, the sheep, oh, the lure of the far away and exotic. What did you say you wrote? Uh, suspense thrillers? Suspense. Well, I take, no, no, no. I take that all back. That's that's a pretty damn fine New Zealand accent. If Top of the morning to you. <laughs> Welcome to Auckland. I'll be doing here in Auckland all days. Have a hangy. <laughs> What the? Okay, let's... Gutenberg. you got he's to hear a, some more. He's a true renaissance yeah, man. I want to hear it. Let's hear some more goot as a Kiwi. I could have rang for a bloody cab from any one of those booths we passed. Would you like a drink? Maybe something for the pain? Have you any whiskey? Any particular kind of whiskey? Whatever you've got. Frangelico Kahlua. Haven't you got anything with a bit of hair on it? A bit of bite to it? I've got some gin, but I do have some caffeine-free diet spread. I could mix that in. Just the gin, please. A large glass, if you will. 
<gasps> Is that traditional Maori didgeridoo music? <laughs> I think so. It's that. Just uh, you play that, it helps you wash down your whiskey. Cold Mary custom. Oh my God. Some would say superstition. But this little fella hasn't let me down yet. So he always gets his nip first. Looks like something off of Easter Island. That reminds me of ham. And a man needs a ham. bit of ham in his pocket. Needs a bit of ham in his pocket. he's a rootless wanderer. Questing through this savage world in search of... In search of what? Of a way to fill the yearning void within himself. <laughs> A way to fill the yearning void within himself. Well, that's almost good. Is that going to take the cake for dodgy accents? Oh, man. <laughs> I need a shower. <laughs> I tell you what. That is just atrocious. And, you know, really, Gutenberg, you suck. You really suck. You, you know? mean he's sick? Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? exactly he's really you, sick. You're sick. Yeah, that good. Gutenberg signed a six-picture deal with Touchstone back in the 80s. Is didn't, that right? Didn't make one of them. <laughs> and you wonder why. This is the show. His poor, piss poor acting. Sorry, this, Tone. I'm uh, furious. What I'm other furious. show dares to take on the big fish? The goot. We've taken down the goot. <laughs> and let's let the listeners get involved. That'll be next on Gut Loss. Get this. Unfortunately, they're going to basically be wiped out by the upcoming triple whammy. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. Steve Gutenberg fans, we apologise. <laughs> hey, if, is there a movie that you like that nobody else does? This is the program to call. Get this. That's <laughs> John think... Lennon, nobody told me. The program just continues. <laughs> Sorry. Fair when we're doing Lucky our... I was just having a chat. <laughs> a movie episode here on Get This. Triple M, Lockie Hume is here. He, I've never seen anyone get so angry about Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> That's misplaced. Oh, man, I tell you, I, it, it, very few things get my blood boiling. The goot is one of them. <laughs> Look, uh, every time we do this movie program, I say more people go to the movies and go to sports in this country in yeah. an attempt to justify this. But it's in the paper today. It's yep. true, Ed. There you go. What does it say, mate? 70% of people go to the movies. Yep. And? Only 7 million Australians go to see live sports. There you go. There you go. Mm. Let's Everybody hear. goes to the movies. Let's have the theme, shall we? <laughs> Talkback Mountain, last time we did this, we were talking about movies that you like, that maybe only you like, that yep. your friends think you're insane for liking. Have you got one, Lockie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got several, but let's go to Ed. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to champion the cause of Hudson Hawk today. Hudson Hawk, Hudson so Hawk. good. You're only trying to suck up to Richard E. Grant. No, I'm not. I guess I am. Uh, He's coming in. He's going to be co-hosting the show. Uh, June the eighth. Uh, Whistle. Will, will now listen. It's Willis. For those of you it who is haven't the seen, the ultimate it. star vanity project. It's of all time. It's so great. Willis plays a, a thief. Who's Willis? From Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis. I'd like to see that, Willis, though. Willis to his friends, you know. Willis is doing a movie. I'd like to see Willis <laughs> robbing. He's robbing art galleries. And there is a great idea in that film, and that's him and All Diane Aiello learn songs. Yes. So that they sing the songs as they're doing the robbery so that yeah. the bits of the robbery will be in sync. Absolutely right. Swinging um, on a star. Mm, is but the, is the sad, main one. Unfortunately, it's, you know... you. 
It's Bruce Willis singing, unfortunately. Yeah, and he doesn't right. have his uh, black backup singers like he did when he did Respect Yourself so that it sounded like he could sing. But it's, it's you know, for those of you who love Da Vinci stuff, it's all, it's Da Vinci machines. Yes, because it's the codex. They've yeah. got to steal the Da Vinci codex. Oh. And the whole premise is, is that once you've got these codexes, you can perform alchemy, which is turning lead into gold. And is there a scene where a dog gets fired out of a tennis ball machine? At the very end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, have I given it away? <laughs> and the no. best thing about it is that... Bruce Willis is a chameleon in this. You don't know it's him because yeah. he's wearing glasses and a hat. Mm. Mm. And, and when he takes the hat off, and this was the big controversy about Hudson yep. Hawk, he used computer-generated effects, which were in their infancy, I yep. think to this, fill in the bald patch. I think that's a bit of an urban Is that an urban But that said, that said, it yeah. is such an incredibly vain film it that is. it wouldn't surprise me. And here's another point of trivia about Hudson Hawk, yes, is that the music, Michael Kamen did the score, because I actually own the soundtrack. Oh, you own every you movie do. soundtrack. Of course you do. Um, so I've got I should have brought it in. I've got Bruce Wilson, and Danny Aiello. <laughs> yeah, well, doing when, when Nickelback stuff. redo it, then we'll be allowed to play it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, but David Willis, who yep. is Bruce Willis's brother, co-wrote all the songs. Oh, yeah, here we go. With yeah. Bruce. The so, Frank Stallone in, of Hudson Hawk. That's Hawke. right. Who, and might I add, Frank Stallone is in Hudson Hawk. Is he? As the, the No, as the mobster. Ah, who mobster. forces Bruce Willis to go back to work as a thief. At the beginning. Oh. And he's called the Hudson Hawk. I think it's just, there are revolting elements to that. <laughs> so film. great. Things like, you know, when he gets out of prison, and he, of course, the film opens with our star getting out of prison, yeah. and just putting his black hat on yeah. at just the right jaunty angle before he sets <laughs> off into his life of freedom and returns to his life of crime when blackmailed by Frank Stallone. Are you what about you, Tony? <laughs> Tony, have you got one? I love I'm Going to Get You Sucker. Now, ah, people yes. know this. This was the first film Keenan Ivory Wayans directed. Yeah, and what was the idea behind it? It was like a sort of Zucker Brothers parody of black exploitation movies. Right. And everyone except Richard Roundtree, who was in a... Black. There's Bernie Casey, there's Jim Brown. Why isn't and Richard Roundtree in it? I just, I, that would be the cherry on top of that film if they could have got Shaft himself. Right. But they got Antonio Fargus, who plays... Uh, uh, Huggy Bear. Yeah, Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch, and he comes out in the full pimp gear with <laughs> uh, uh, platform shoes made out of glass with uh, fish fishing. swimming around yeah, them. And he does uh, poetry and wins the uh, Pimp of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> um, fashion parade. Always hotly contested. And there's a great scene where uh, Chris Rock... Oh, yeah. Very early uh, performance comes into Isaac Hayes's rib joint <laughs> and tries to just buy one rib. <laughs> if we go, let's hear a bit of that now. May I help you, sir? How much for order of ribs? Uh, two fifty. Two fifty. How many ribs do I get with that? Uh, about five. Okay, let me get one. One rib. I sure am hungry. What else? You got any soda? One. Dollar. Oh, come on now. Look out for a brother, man. Come on. Hey, check this out. Why don't you let me get a sip for 15 cents? <laughs> my cups cost more than 15 cents. All right, f*** the cup. Pour it in my hand for a dime. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and for true trivia buff, CB4 made yeah. a few years so later, book, book. which right, was maybe. written by Chris Rock, at the very end of the credits, that character comes back. Oh, <laughs> Character wow. from an unrelated movie comes back and I think continues that very same scene. Wow. So th this is what we're looking for. Mm. Films that people like that maybe not everyone else likes. Fantastic. A film that you can champion. A yeah, film that yeah, you can nice call one. your own. And I think we're going to have some fabulous prizes. But before we get to that, Ed, did you watch the current affairs shows last night? No. no. Yeah. You were on again. Listen to no, this. No. Well, last week we introduced you to this man, Ed Cavalier 
radio's self-styled king of prizes. Steve, you get the T-shirt, the hoof-hearted T-shirt. Steve, are you there? Are you there, Steve? Steve? Well, as you heard there, the only kingdom this monarch is presiding over is the kingdom of Shonk. Take a listen to this. We're going to have a film festival and there's going to be a sweet prize. But there were to be no sweet prizes for anyone that day. Because, as the Emperor of Disappointment explains... Nothing at the $2 shop that no, was... was closed. But that didn't stop King Cavalry from attempting to bluff his way through the segment. What kind of prize would you like? Oh, whatever. And here's the dethroned prize lord dealing with a surf who's clearly onto him. Prize? Stephen, what would you like? I, d I didn't hear the options. Uh, it's a, basically, you tell me what you'd like and I send you the $2 shop version. $2 shop? Were well, you going to send me to the $2 shop? No, I'm going to get it for you. There's things that cost more than $2 in there. $2 shop's a genre. It's a, it's a variety gift shop. And they call that podcastable. I'm Naomi Robson, and I do my own hair and makeup. There you go. Naomi. What did, you, what did you say it was? A variety gift <laughs> shop? Yes. That's what the sign says. All right, you've had 24 hours since your disgrace. Ooh. What have you got for us, Ed Cavalier? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, back on top, the king of prizes. <laughs> We're from the world of hats. We've got a blue one that says, get over it. We've got a yellow one that says, I'm thinking the same about you. From the world of novelty number plates, be the on only top gun of Australia. If you like pens and boxing kangaroos, then... At last, choose for me the gold, brown, or greyish. The gold one doesn't work. From the guy yesterday, I said I'd get his wife something. I've managed to get you a dolphin with an opal in it you're meant to put on a hat. And from the actual prize cupboard here at Triple M, we've got tickets to see Poseidon and admit two tickets to Village. They're making me look bad. <laughs> Oh, who can resist a prize that's, quote, from the world of hats? <laughs> Give us a call with your film that nobody else likes, One triple three five three. It's get this. What were we just listening to there? A bit of Coldplay with the hardest part. Try to throw uh, this segment together. Let's get into it. Talk Hello. back, Mountain. We want films that, uh, that you like that nobody else does. G'day, Pat. How are we? Good, mate. What are you into? Black Dog. <laughs> oh. Starring? Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah. oh look. Country right. music legend Randy Travis. <laughs> and what's the... Uh, I haven't seen Black Dog. What happens? Uh, lots of trucks crash. Yes. Um, another just out of jail movie. Patrick Swayze gets out of jail and has to drive a load of guns across the country to get money or something. I don't know. I just like the trucks crashing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember. I can remember the trailer for Black Dog because, you know, in the trailer, it would go, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. But it was Meatloaf in it as well, so it would go, Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> and and do you, have you got the full Swayze collection? Have you got Next to Ken? Have you got Roadhouse? No, 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 just, just that one. Just no, Black I'm Dog. I've got the soundtrack as well, though. Oh, wow. You're a big fan. What's, what sort of music's on there? Uh, both types, country and western. Yes. <laughs> like it. Any Frank Stallone tracks? Uh, no. <laughs> what does this man get, Ed? Uh, double pass to Village. How about that? Oh, it sounds all right. Yeah. yeah. Not, 
All right, then. There'll be another Patrick Swayze film coming, don't you worry. Uh, Let's move. By the way, Lockie Humis is sitting in in case you've just joined us. I'm just in rapture of Ed's amazing (laughs) interview technique. Uh, James, how are you? I'm well, thanks, mate. How's yourself? Very good, man. What are you into? The Vidiot from UHS. Oh, Oh, the Weird Al Yankovic. Classic. Brilliant. Only starring Vic. Well, this is interesting because the film was called UHF in America. Mm. And obviously local distributors have gone, oh, that's a bit boring. And someone's gone, hey, let's call it the Vidiot. And then as often happens in a marketing room, hey, let's just combine both of them. So it's the Vidiot from UHF. <laughs> Couldn't be worse, really. Now, what, James, what's your highlight in the film? Uh, probably where the, the uh, blind guy is actually trying to figure out a Rubik's Cube. So he moves it and just asks the homeless guy next to him, is this it? No. Is this it? No. Is this it? <laughs> is that the one where is there an ad for a, a shop called the House of Spatulas? Yes. Spatula City. Spatula City. <laughs> yeah. We sell spatulas and that's all. <laughs> James, you're off to see Poseidon, eh? the uh, the premiere of Poseidon. How's that make you feel? Thanks, guys. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Hello, Kim. Hello. Oh, Are Kim. you ready for my favourite film? Oh, yes, you mm-hmm. When I not only get mocked for, but people refuse to watch it. No, we're not going to mock you, Kim. Absolutely not. It's Yentl. No. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! Yentl. And what do you like about Yentl? It is a classic, and my favourite scene is, is when Barbara Streisand is forced to marry a woman. <laughs> the wedding night's quite interesting, actually. <laughs> that sounds like something I'll be renting this evening. <laughs> and a, what does she sing on her wedding night? Well, she sings throughout the movie, mm. but I think the one song she sings on her wedding night is The Wedding Night. Oh, oh. Fantastic. Mm. Unique. That's mm. deep. Unique. That's Babs. And now, will no, one, will no one watch this with you, Kim? No one will watch me watch it with me. However, I did get a phone call from my friend the other day, <laughs> and she was at some dodgy op shop, and she found a soundtrack to Yentl that had been taped by some person, and she got it for 50 cents. Wow, wow. bargain. She got ripped off. And I thought that was a bargain. You know, call me wacky. I'm thinking maybe the prize, Ed, that you should give out. No, 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 no. Put down that boxing kangaroo. <laughs> head, I'm thinking, Ed, maybe you could offer mm. to watch Yentl. Oh. <laughs> With Kim. Uh, with I'm just, you know, you call yourself the king of prizes. Maybe it's time the king met one of his subjects. <laughs> you know, because Ed will do pretty much anything for the ladies. That's what I've been recording And I just, I don't know, Ed, I just think the, the opportunity of watching Barbara Streisand marry a woman... <laughs> Well, uh, if Ed's waiting you know, to come out of the closet, then that could be a good opportunity <laughs> to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll watch Lent. Oh, yeah, Lentil. I'll watch Lentil. Lentil. I'm into that. <laughs> watch Lentil. That's the version with Neil from The Young Ones. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll watch Lentil, but in the meantime, Kim, how about the golden boxing kangaroo pen? Oh, fantastic. You guys, great prizes. Uh, that's why they call him... The king. Of the <laughs> Have you paid this woman to call up so that that line will be in next week's today tonight? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, thank you, Kim. Yeah, well, I'll watch Lentil. Why not? Oh, Yentl. Jeez. All right. Hello, Matt. Matt, you're last. What do you got? Uh, soul Man. Oh, Soul Man oh, with baby. C. Thomas Howell. You know, could, That's him. Do you think a movie like that could get made these days? The premise. Well, just explain if, the premise for people who haven't seen it. Uh, rich white kid in America whose father has a change in, um, or he decides he's not going to pay for everything for his son anymore, so he tells him he's got to pay for his own college uh, education. He's got into Harvard, I think it was, and uh, he's got no money, so he 
paints himself black or he takes these tablets that uh, that sort of are meant to tan you, but they turn him into a black man. He takes a black scholarship. And then he pretty much takes every black stereotype you can think of mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, acts, acts it up. So it's probably slightly racist these yeah. days. But, uh, slightly. Just and apart, and we should point out as a disclaimer that the film was bought and paid for by the KKK <laughs> in America. But, of course, you know, apart from all the obvious things that are wrong with that concept, you know, I would have thought the first thing you'd need is somebody who, when you black them up, Looks like a black person. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. And you know, they've if, short of getting Don Knotts to do the role, <laughs> they could not have chosen a less convincing black man. Uh, hey, yeah, man. five foot seven white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's Jewish too. Is he? <laughs> hey, 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 Matt, uh, you've got the hat that says "Get Over It" uh, and a ticket to go and see Poseidon. Oh, sensational. Not bad. Thank you very much. Wow. That's everyone. I just want to mention that Richard, uh, our lovely producer of uh, Mick Malloy's program, said that Fear of a Black Hat is another excellent Uh, rap parody film. Yeah, we'll need another show to talk about that. Rusty Cundiff, I think, was the probably, And, you know, as a matter of fact, you probably could have waited until we cut to a music break before you actually announced that. You just wasted valuable on air time. I think uh, we have just talked through the music break. Is that right, Richard? (laughs) Ah, there it is. It's it's time for us to go. We need a seven-hour broadcast to do our movie show. And, God damn it, we're going to do it. We're going to bolt ourselves into the studio. (laughs) No smackdowns for anyone. And we're just going to talk Steve Gutenberg till the cows come home. Lockie, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Tone. Thanks, Ed. Uh, Good luck with that Joker business. And we want you to come back and do this again with us. Thanks to everyone who called in, including the people who couldn't get to air, and I think our phrase of the day was simply the goot. <laughs> and we'll be back tomorrow with Marty Sheargold. I hope he turns up. He loves a bit of radio this early in the morning. Thanks to Census 1234.